Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void where prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hey, what's up, y'all? Alan Kenny hosts the Blatant Homerism podcast, part of Crimson and Cream Machine and the SB Nation network of podcasts. We're on to week two of Picks Trying Not to Suck, our weekly handicapping contest between me and my brother, the skinny. Uh, we both took it on the chin last week, each of us going one and four against the number. Uh, so that's two and eight overall. Uh, we'll uh, try to, uh, you know, hopefully turn things around this week. You know, at some point, uh, this has to kind of average out, I'd hope, but <laughs> we'll see. Anyway, let's go ahead and welcome on the skinny. Skin, what's up, man? Oh, you know, not a whole lot here. Just, uh, you know, uh, did the uh, NFL fantasy uh, football draft this week. And, you know, I don't know what it's like, you know, I, I don't know if it's, it's uh, age or what, but that just doesn't do it for me like it used to. Yeah, I mean, the league that I'm in, it, I, I don't, I mean, I just watch so little of the NFL anymore that it's so difficult for me to even keep up with who's going where. And it seems like the kind of like the transactions, the trades and everything in the NFL have gone way up, it seems like in recent years too. So it's harder to even know what, what the situations look like in different positions. Yeah, exactly. I mean, running back, I mean, it's just impossible with all the running back by committee and stuff now. I mean, you know, there's a few guys that have any value and everybody else is just kind of like, well, you know, I'll take a flyer here or there. And, you know, you're really probably better off trying to pick somebody up off the wire. But, yeah, I know, I don't know, just in general, it, just in general, it, it's, um, I don't know, just not what it used to be. Right, right. Well, before we get into uh, the putridity of our picks last week, let's talk a little bit about Oklahoma just to kind of kick things off here. Um, you know, uh, reviews have been pretty positive from what we saw from the Sooners in their uh, week one win over uh, Houston. You know, lots of uh, praise, of course, for Jalen Hurts. Uh, you know, defense looked at least better than it was a year ago. Uh, what were your takeaways? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it's interesting because I think there's like the, the sort of the, the national media perception and then there's sort of the, the OU fan perception. And I think they, they differ slightly, um, particularly as it pertains to the defense. And, um, you know, it, I, I, it's tough when you, you give up that many points and and uh, kind of that many yards, you know, over the total for the game um, to come away feeling as good as I think people were hoping after that first quarter, right? But uh, to me, I see, um, I see a lot of positives. I mean, yeah, the game was a little floppy, but um, I, I thought they looked good on defense. They were attacking. They were making plays against, you know, now granted, Derek King's, uh, you know, very limited as a passer, but uh, you have Holgerson and, and some talented guys on that end for Houston, and 
Um, so how you come away with that? You know, not feeling at least a little better as an OU fan. I don't know. Um, and then I think on the other side, um, you know, I still think they'll be able, the, the the offense will be fine. But you know, against better competition, uh, I think it still remains to be seen what Jalen has. He's going to have to throw the ball downfield a little more, make some more difficult throws, um, and we'll we'll see exactly how capable he is. Yeah, you know, it's hard not to feel kind of spoiled after watching Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray combined for the last four years. You know, you look at some of those throws that Hurts missed on, I, I mean, there were only three, but, um, you know, you look at them and just think, gosh, you know, I mean, they were they were there, they were open, you know, so. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm you know, I'm going over it now. It's kind of interesting. I mean, Lincoln Riley has tailored the offense clearly to uh, Jalen Hurts' skill set after one week. We'll see. Uh, how much of that holds up going forward or if they have other things kind of planned. But, I mean, if you were watching it, you know, in week one, I mean, it looked like it was going to be just a kind of ground and pound, you know, kind of grinded out offense. Um, and that will be uh, fascinating to kind of observe because OU's got so much skill talent at receiver that, you know, you'd like to see them getting the ball out there a little bit more and using some of those guys. But, um, you know, then again, it seemed like everybody for the most part got uh, – got their touches last week i mean i think he completed passes to like 10 different players so yeah and, and one part a lot of people aren't or maybe kind of taking for granted a little bit is, is sort of the play of the offensive line because you know from my understanding that's not a, a real stout uh houston front yeah. seven there yeah and um you know for for OU's offense to work in the way it has or, or the way it did this past week um they're certainly going to have to be able to run the ball Including the quarterback run game, and, and again, you, you know, uh, against the uh, Kansases of the world, they'll, they'll be just fine. But you know, if they, you know, against Texas or you know Alabama or Georgia or whoever, um, you know, can they hold up? Right. You know, I mean, that's the thing is, it, it was just Houston, and I mean, you know, their defense was bad enough last year. They lost most of the, the kind of stars off of it, you know, and so I kind of look at it as. Oh, you really, I mean, yeah, the efficiency of, of how, how well they move the ball, I mean, that was off the charts, but that's also what you would expect a really good offense to do too. So, you know, we're kind of, uh, it's kind of one of those deals where you, they, there were no real problems identified, but that doesn't mean necessarily that they can't, they can't kind of emerge, you know? Exactly, yeah, totally. All right, well, let's go ahead and uh, get into this week's picks. Um, you know, last week, uh, you, you know, you and I both went uh, one, one and four. Uh, you know, you had a real tough loss there with that, uh, with the way things broke down at the end of the uh, Northwestern Stanford game. You, you were on the dog there, and uh, I believe it was a, wasn't it a uh, fumble return for a touchdown to put it over, yeah, put it over it was, the six and a half. I think yeah. it was seventeen seconds left. Or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Scott Vanzel, uh, of the week. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, I was and, I, and yeah. Northwestern missed a field goal they should have had. Yes, so, that's true. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I yeah, you know what? I I got the worst of the number on uh, the Wake Forest game because I had they they won by three, and uh, I had them at three and a half. So that one was uh, that one was rough. Yeah, but that's what you, that's what you get. You know, it's what the hooks the hooks there for. So anyway, yep. let's uh, let's go ahead and move on to week two. 
And I want to go ahead and start with uh, two programs that uh, you know people in Big 12 country know pretty well. That would be uh, the West Virginia Mountaineers and Missouri Tigers. Uh, West Virginia kind of scrapped out a uh, pretty kind of ugly win uh, last week against uh, uh, FCS powerhouse uh, James Madison. You know, it was a nice debut and all for uh, Austin Kendall. Meanwhile, uh, Missouri went out to uh, Wyoming and uh, got ambushed out there, losing 38-31. Uh, you know, one of those kind of just, uh, you know, games where I think that, that clearly they were affected by the uh, altitude and, and the elements. So I'm going back this week, and I realize, I mean, the the number is thick at 14, but I'm going to lay the, the two touchdowns with Missouri here. Uh, you know, one of the things that uh, we, we saw was that, you know, Wyoming ran the ball pretty well against Missouri's defense. One of the things that West Virginia does not do well at all is run the ball. I think they ended up last week with something like 34 yards on 24 carries. Um, so, you know, if you can't really exploit Missouri there, that's going to that's gonna be uh, kind of make for tough sledding. And, uh, you know, just I, I have a feeling West Virginia is kind of in for just a long, a long week and pardon me, a long season. And, you know, we'll look for Missouri to bounce back here and uh, cover the two touchdowns. Yeah, I think I would be with you on it. I was playing that game as well. Uh, you know, um, oh, boy, West Virginia. I mean, I, I didn't get to watch it, but, yeah, it didn't look pretty. Uh, you know, no, no Dana Holgerson there to kind of save the day. Uh, um, I, I think I'd be with you. All right, so let's see here. So that's uh, Missouri minus fourteen. Okay, so what's your uh, what's going to be your first pick this week? Uh, you know, and I gotta say before I go through these, uh, you know what? Uh, I have high conviction this week. Like I did, these stood out to me. I did these in like two minutes because they they were just that. Uh, you know, I just felt that strong about them. So that anyway, obvious, huh? Okay. Uh, all right. All right. So my first pick. Uh, I will take UNC. Um, they were getting four and a half when I last looked. Is that still? Yeah, we'll give you four. Yeah, four and a half is the number that I saw. Four and a half. Um, Ooh, it know, sounded. You know, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you at four and a half. It's actually down to three and a half as of right now, but I'll give it Whoa. to you at four and a half. Wow. Okay, but so, so you know, I you know I don't after watching Mac Brown. Uh, <laughs> locker room celebration. Yeah. But anyway, I think Miami is, is terrible. You know, granted, it, it, it Florida's a little bit better competition, and they've had a week off. Um, but I, I've just got a feeling, you know, Miami could be uh, could kind of be in the tubes this season, and it might start uh, to snowball on them this weekend. So I'll take Mac Brown and uh, Tarion. Yeah, I was trying to figure out what to call that dance Mac was doing, like the Juicy Blueberry or something like that, you know, because he, oh, he, he had that all blue. That. Yeah, yeah, he was crying and everything. But, uh, you know, one of the interesting things about that game is that Miami, you know, they had the Week Zero game, and so, uh, you know, it's I, I think that if you actually went through and, and studied the history, I bet you that bye weeks that early in the season in September are probably bad for a team. I, I would not be surprised if uh, this if Miami isn't isn't too sharp coming out here. And uh, you know, I'm, I think if I was going to be on one side here, I'd be with you on Carolina just because just because of that. So um, I'll see. But okay, continuing the theme here, 
uh, you know, I said last week, these these programs that keep hiring these Nick Saban disciples in the SEC, you know, I mean, they, they it just, you know, outside of Kirby Smart, it's just not turning out for them, you know, I mean, and we saw what happened last week with Tennessee losing to Georgia State, I mean, what a, what a just terrible loss, but this week, Vols are at home again, and they've got BYU coming to town. Uh, let's see here. Tennessee is a three-and-a-half-point favorite, and I'm going to take the Vols to uh, bounce back here And uh, you know, after you know that embarrassing loss. And BYU, having just taken on Utah, a real physical team, you know, might be kind of worn down. Uh, I'm going to lay it here, the three-and-a-half, and take Tennessee here. Yeah, that's a good pick. I almost went with that one just because I think people may be, you know, after last week, maybe kind of underrating. It's hard to say underrating Tennessee, but undervaluing Tennessee. Yeah, a little bit too much of a, yeah, strong, a little too strong of a reaction. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm kind of with you. I, I almost went there. And BYU last week did not look good. You know, I mean, I just was not. Yeah. So. All right, what's your second pick? All right, my second pick, I'm going with Texas A&M. Plus 17, I guess I should, has that line changed? Uh, Nope, nope, I'll give you, yep, 17. Still, still, yeah. I mean, great, you know, um, I know Clemson is great, uh, you know, and they beat up on, um, I'm blanking who they beat up on last week, but um, Georgia, Georgia Tech. Tech. It was one of your I games. No, not because I think Georgia <laughs> Tech. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, but yeah, you know, A&M is, is definitely a step up in competition. Um, you know, I think A&M will be will be ready to play. Plus, you know, it could be a little bit low scoring if, um, uh, depending on the weather, with the, you know the hurricane looking like it's kind of. Dorian kind of bearing down more on, on South Carolina, so could be kind of a low-scoring game. I I'll take A&M getting those points. Yeah, I went back and forth on that one. Um, it it's it's pretty surprising to me that it's still this high. I mean, I, I get it. Clemson's good. Uh, they didn't play particularly sharp against Georgia Tech. Now that could mean they're going to come out and just absolutely throttle uh, throttle the Aggies here. But, uh, you know, it, it just seems like a lot for the amount of talent that A&M has. And they've got a solid quarterback in Killing Mond. They played him tough. Uh, yeah, that, for me, it's a stay away. But, I, I, you know, I, I really can't make a good case either way. But, okay, we'll mark you down for A&M plus 17. All right. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. All right, another bounce-back game for me here. I've got Purdue minus seven at home against Vanderbilt. Um, I kind of checked in on the Vanderbilt game last week, and uh, you know, it was going back and forth, and they just looked terrible. I mean, they could do absolutely nothing against, uh, against Georgia. Now, Georgia's really good, don't get me wrong, but, I mean, they just looked really, really bad. 
Um, and that was kind of a fluky loss, I think, for Purdue, although, you know, they should be beating Nevada. And there's clearly some uh, questions about Sindelar, their quarterback. But um, for me, I, I'm i going to get on back on the boilers here at home, um, bouncing back and getting a win over uh, over the Commodores. Yeah. Um, you know, I might go the other way. Jeez, I don't know. That's a tough one. I mean, Vandy, I mean, I know Georgia was able to shut them down. Vandy has some decent talent on offense, but I, I, yeah, probably, I don't have much conviction. Probably wouldn't play that. But did I like to go with Vandy? Interesting. Okay. Okay. Um, what is your third pick? All right, this is this is my lock of the week. I I, I will take Texas to win outright. Really? Um, but if you're giving me six and a half points, it makes it all the sweeter. So, um, you know, I just think with LSU, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, I know uh, you know what is this now for uh, in terms of the coaching change? Three, two, three years, two years. Three the, years, right? Three years, three. yeah. For Orgeron, yeah. yeah. Orgeron, yeah. I, I just, I, I don't know. LSU to me is like, until I see it, you know, then I, I, I'm just, I'm not going to buy it. Uh, and I guess you could make the same argument for Texas, although I think we've seen a little more out of Texas. Um, I think that defense is pretty good. I, I think, and I always say it wrong, I think Ellinger is, uh, you know, um, a decent player, I shouldn't say a decent player, you know, he's one of the better quarterbacks in the country. Uh, Herman, uh, as much as I'm not a fan and he's yeah. a good coach, uh, to me it's just screams. Now, the only thing that makes me a little nervous is why is that line at six and a half. But I'm still taking I think Texas wins outright. So, All I'm right. Did you, how, did you watch either of their games last week, the Texas or the LSU game? I didn't watch. I didn't get to see LSU. I did get to see a little bit of Texas, and I thought that was pretty good. Now, granted, you know, level of competition, but um, yeah, you know, Texas was yeah. Texas did about what I expected. I mean, they were they played pretty sharp. You know, I mean, I thought that that was that was interesting, but I was kind of flipping back and forth between that and LSU, and like LSU looked just. I mean, everybody's talking about their offense. To me, their defense is the part that I was just like I could. I mean, they looked nasty like every time i turned it over there i mean yeah granted it's georgia southern but georgia southern won like 10 or 11 games last year and and brought back something like 16 starters had their quarterback back the guy who had the uh the bird the bird dump on his car that uh they accused of being uh (laughs) below and everything but uh they they i mean every time i flipped over there they were like carrying guys from georgia southern off that had gotten knocked out or something i mean LSU just looked mean, and uh, like I think that the, one of the big stories of this game is going to be, you know, Texas really to for their offense to kind of hit hit its peak, they've got to have Ellinger. It seems like Ellinger, Ellinger, it seems like running the ball, yeah. and uh, I mean, if you expose him to too many shots from that LSU defense, I mean, he could get. Uh, I mean, it, that could that could lead to some serious problems. So. That's the part that I'm going to be watching. I don't like 
how high this has gotten now that's at six and a half i mean my initial you know reaction when it was back down around like three was that uh, i would take lsu but it, you know it, it's a drifted a little bit uh out of my range so i'm passing but um it it could be it could be very interesting just given how well uh you know herman has kind of coached his teams up for these kinds of games so Let's see. Let's see uh, how it turns out. All right. So I've got you down there at Texas plus six and a half. Okay. Um, let's see here. My next one. There's <laughs> uh, a dog of a game, man. I've got Marshall plus twelve and a half at Boise State on Friday night out on the blue turf. Boise's got a long road trip. Had a long road trip at, last week down to uh, Tallahassee. Pulled out the the miracle win, but. That's kind of asking for a letdown, and now they've got to go back home. And on top of that, you know, it's a short week, not a lot of rest. So I'm I'm gonna uh, go ahead and take the points with the Thundering Herd here, who, you know, really took it to VMI last week. Yeah, man, I don't even know where you you get some of these games, but um, I guess given your rationale with with uh, you know the Boise travel, uh, yeah. I can see, and, and having played a pretty tough opponent last weekend, uh, yeah, I guess I would, I, if I had to, I would lean your way. Yeah, all right. What's your fourth pick? Ah, this one I like, too. Man, I, maybe this should be my lock. Um, I'll take Army getting, uh, was 22. That's a 23 now. 23, even better. Um so to me, yeah, I, I mean, it's like it, maybe the season will prove me wrong, but kind of same old Michigan watching a little bit of that Middle Tennessee game last week. I mean, new offensive coordinator. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, and, and I know Shea Patterson's back and all that, but I mean, it, it, maybe I'm, I'm colored too much by, by the OU Army mm-hmm. game last year, but, you know, Army can just can do that in, in the Michigan defense a little better than OU. But, but, you know, Army can run some clock, make a low scoring. 22 is a lot of points here. Yeah. So I will go with Army getting 20, or sorry, 23. Army getting 23. Ah, all right. Well, we've got we've got disagreement here because I like, I'm taking Michigan this week. I'm taking, I'll lay the 23. I think that I, Michigan's defense, you know, the aggressiveness is going to be uh, the kind of thing you want to be, going with there against army and that triple option as opposed to OU just kind of laying back and kind of letting them do a lot of stuff there at the line of scrimmage. And, you know, the other thing about it too, is I watched a lot of that army rice game and army just looked different. I mean, they did not look good. So I'm going to, uh, you know, on top of that too, I mean, you know, army got everybody's attention last year with that OU game. Now, granted, I don't know how many people were able to watch it given the conditions being on pay-per-view and everything, but, uh, you know, I think that uh, I, I think I think Michigan is going to uh, I think Michigan will win, win pretty comfortably. You know, I, I'm going to take them by like four touchdowns. So, yeah, I'll lay the twenty three. Okay, I won't. I wouldn't take Michigan versus you know uh, four touchdowns against anyone. But, um... <laughs> yeah, no, that's a fair point, man. God, they are so boring, man. Like, there's just nothing about that that program that is entertaining in the least. I just it's. It's a slog to watch them every time I try to do it. Yeah, well, what's interesting is that, you know, I know with a number of Michigan fans, and it, it's interesting how none of them feel that way about about uh, Harbaugh or their style of play. It was, you know, 
in the, in the small sample size I talked to. So I don't get it. Yeah, I'm just, ugh, God, terrible, terrible. All right, you got one left. Who's it going to be? All right, I'm going Maryland, one and a half. Yeah, I prepare sorry, excuse me. I'm going Syracuse at Maryland. Um, right, that's moved over to, yeah. Yeah, that started yeah, the week. I think split, that Syracuse right? yeah. was flavored. Yeah, now they're, yeah, plus one and a half, yeah. Okay. And, and I, yeah, I know Maryland scored 76 points against, you know, whoever it was last week. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I know the Q's, uh didn't look so hot, but, I, you know, I, I'm just, you know, I think Maryland's getting too big a bump off that 73 points. That seems to be all everyone's talking about. Um, so I'll take Q's getting a couple, you know, getting one and a half. Yeah, I mean, to me, the thing that scares me, would scare me about Maryland is, you know, you got Mike Loxley versus Dino Babers, and I think Babers is the far superior coach, personally. Um, yeah, that's a great point. So, you know, but uh, did what did you think of Hugh Freeze last week, watching <laughs> calling the game from his <laughs> hospital that, that in a press box? bizarre moments in uh, coaching history. Like, I, I, I can't, that was bizarre. Was it more bizarre than uh, Joe Paterno? Yeah, I know exactly. Like, why bot? Like, you're not that important, dude. Like, I get it. You're getting paid a lot of money to coach that team, but man, like, you, you're not doing anybody. You, you know, the angle. You're not the angle you're getting down there and everything. It's not like you're you're down there talking to the team. You're trying to call the game from that way, like. Whatever, man. What is, if I, you know, I, that's one thing. Like last week, I was on Liberty, and they didn't announce that Freeze was going to do that until I think Friday after we had recorded. And if I had known that that was the plan, man, I, no chance. Like, he's in a hospital bed. The whole thing it was just so awkward. <laughs> and that ESPN would even bother, or whatever one's coming, even bother. <laughs> 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 At least he wasn't in like one of those like hospital cap things, you know, that like opens up well, in the back, you know, or rolling around in like you don't compression know that socks. There. <laughs> yeah, you know, like getting up and you, I need to someone clean out my bedpan, like you know, and stuff like that. Like, man, that was just uncomfortable. I, the whole thing, I was, I was, I was appalled. I was absolutely appalled. Well, I, I honestly thought that was like a joke. Because at first I saw it online, you know, maybe on Twitter or something, and I, I honestly thought that was like a joke. Somebody had, had, you know, had crafted that up. But, wow. Well, nope, apparently not. Apparently not. He just is that serious about getting back in the game after, uh, you know, the the whole incident with the uh, yeah. masseuses and whatnot uh, on, the, on the trail. So, you know. I guess that's how you atone, you know, you show everybody how serious you are. So, all right. Okay, well, um, okay, so just to recap, your five this week, you've got North Carolina plus four and a half uh, versus Miami, Texas A&M plus 17 versus Clemson, Texas plus six and a half versus LSU, Army plus 23 against Michigan, and Syracuse plus one and a half. I've got Missouri minus 14, Tennessee minus 3.5 against BYU, uh, Purdue uh, laying a touchdown versus Vanderbilt, uh, Marshall getting 12.5 from Boise State, and I'm going the opposite way on Michigan Army. I'm going with the uh, Wolverines minus 23. So, all right, we'll see how it goes. Best of luck, man. Yeah, same to you. we got to get uh, back on the right side of the ledger this week. 
Absolutely, absolutely. All right. Well, thanks uh, so much to my guest, the Skinny, this week for coming on this week for uh, picks trying not to suck for week two. Uh, like I said, we'll try not to suck uh, with our picks this week. Uh, you know, that's about the best you can hope for, though. Uh, thanks again to all of you for joining us. And please make sure to uh, rate, review, subscribe, uh, you know, as soon as you get a chance, just to let everybody know. Uh, it makes it easier to find us out there on iTunes, Spotify, whatever your uh, podcasting form of choice is. So thanks again for joining us for the Blatant Homers and Podcast. I'm Alan Kenny. Take it easy.